Welcome to Embers and Wind. Are you feeling a calling to serve? What if answering this calling unleashes from deep within you leadership potential? I'm your podcast host, Keith Weedman. Blended three decades experience with knowledge from multiple disciplines to unleash hidden potential in others. In this weekly podcast, my distinguished guests and I will share what fuels us and how we serve. You will feel a gentle wind on the embers of service that glow within you. You will receive kindling for your capabilities and knowledge to build skills. You can utilize this gentle wind to ignite the kindling. You will be guided to do this for people you lead and serve. You can apply what you learn with people you love. Get ready to feel the gentle wind. Today's guest has been featured in O, The Oprah Magazine, Entrepreneur, Fortune, and Forbes. She's an international speaker, coach, and educator whose mission is to serve people determined to create positive changes in their lives. As the first ever female of Knopf Insulation in North America, she was responsible for human resources and organization development. She is now founding president and CEO of Making Performance Matter, home of The Shift Cafe. Her book, The Shift Cafe, How to Step Into the Power of Your Potential, leads you on a creative pathway to self-discovery that helps you identify what you want in life, why you want it, and most importantly, how to develop the courage to achieve it. Today's guest believes in the power of your potential to live your best life now. To do this, you need to create a shift. This shift begins with you. The title of this episode is The Shift Cafe, How to Step Into the Power of Your Potential. Please join me in welcoming Cindy Allen Stuckey from Columbus, Indiana to Embers and Wind. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you, Keith, for having me on your podcast. I'm excited about this. What is the Shift Cafe? When I first started thinking about the Shift Cafe, I was heading into a major birthday and was really depressed and feeling old. As I I started working through all all of these thoughts, these feelings, looking at everything in my life, I started thinking about the Shift Cafe, which is sitting right here at my dining room table, looking out on the trees and the fields beyond. And so that was my first definition of the Shift Cafe. The way I started applying it then to the Shift Cafe book, the definition in the book was, it's any serene space where someone can sit or stand or lie down, where they can take quality time and gentle reflection and work out what gentle shifts do you need to make to improve your life? In the book, The Shift Cafe, I take the readers through an imaginary journey. And at each step of their journey, they stop. And this is where they, they really start working on different areas of their lives. Mm-hmm. Why do you define the meaning of words like shift in your book? Well, I really believe that in order to pe- for people to really be able to communicate with others, 
that we all need to be on the same page yes. um, and be able to know the definitions. A lot of times I will talk about, it's really speaking the same language. So even if you think of the word shift, you know, when you think shift, when someone else thinks shift, when I think shift, you know, we, we are thinking, we think we know what it is, but it may not, it's probably not what the other person is thinking. So I just felt like in order to, to, to truly communicate with the reader, I define these words so that, again, we're speaking the same language. And then you specifically associate these definitions with the Shift Cafe. Why do you do this? Again, I'm, I'm setting the language for the Shift Cafe. When, when I'm talking with other people about the Shift Cafe, again, mm -hmm. we're able to communicate and we know exactly you know, where we are in this whole process as far as our imaginary journey. What is the Shift Cafe definition for shift? So I want you to think of an, an ocean liner and they need to make you know, change just two degrees. Um, mm -hmm. So they need to shift two degrees. You know, to begin with, that's you know, it's a very tiny movement. And I want to think about shift being action, action, it's a movement. But the further along that they go with that two degree shift, ends up in a big movement away from where they were go, where, where they were going. My definition of shift is this conscious movement away from disappointing aspects of your life. So you can welcome mm -hmm. life-enhancing experiences and feelings that really do serve your highest being. And so that's mm -hmm. why you shift and really define what it means. You talk about playing at a one level or a 10 level in your book. What do you mean when you talk about playing at a one through 10 level? When I really talk about these levels, I'm really talking about the amount of energy and the amount of enthusiasm that you can give. So mm -hmm. with one, what, you know, what, the way I define that is hardly any energy and, and enthusiasm. And you know, we're there and sometimes that's okay to be there. And then when I talk about the 10, this is the highest amount of energy and enthusiasm that you, that you can give. So I leave it open between one and 10 for, for the reader to, you know, to start thinking about, okay, so what does a five look like to me? Because what I really want mm -hmm. them to start thinking about is, you know, what is the behavior? What, is it, what does it look like? And I know at times, you know, people, many times what I've seen are people say, okay, you need to be working at this highest level that you can all the time. Well, mm -hmm. no, that's not going to happen, number one. And secondly, you know, this is, this book, The Shift Cafe, just reaches into your soul so much that it's hard work and tears come up and types of fears come up. So I let them make their own decision about at what level do they want to be working. That makes sense. I'd be willing to bet that because you reach into other people's souls, that you're speaking from your soul too. Oh, yes. In the Shift Cafe book, you know, I take the reader through, um, you know, through on a journey. And this is my story in there. I was born with a heart defect, had heart surgery when I was six years old, and never really thought much more about it after that. I really started to understand more about what happened. 
that's when I really realized, oh my gosh, I'm pretty much a walking miracle as far as what was done. So I bear my soul completely in this story, that my story that goes throughout. In fact, one gentleman from England actually said, this is, this is a fairy tale for adults. And that's how he described the story, which I thought was, mm -hmm. I love that description. In your book, you talk about being a crew member at a basic level and also being a crew member at a super deluxe level. Please describe what you mean. When I think about a crew member, this actually came from when I used to talk with organizations about your personal advisory board. So this is really, who do you surround yourself with? And many times we surround ourselves with people. Many times it's our family, friends. So what we, what we end up with many times is, you know, who we surround ourselves with feels satisfactory, but it could be improved. And in fact, when I was facing my big birthday a couple of years ago, that was, that was one of the thoughts going through my mind was who am I surrounding myself with? So again, you know, there's the people that, that are around us and we've never really, maybe we have thought about, wow, that person, that person really drains a lot of energy from me. Yes. So, when we talk, and so when we talk about the super deluxe delight crew, and we actually talk about a cup of coffee, you have your basic level cup of coffee. And then we talk mm -hmm. about our super deluxe delight cup of coffee where you have the sprinkles and the whipped cream and the biscotti and all of this, all of you know, these other wonderful pieces. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about Super Deluxe Delight, what I'm asking people to do is to actively, not just, it just happened, but actively, actively make a conscious decision about your chosen community that's around you and start mm -hmm. to think about, you know, okay, so you know, I want people that, are high quality and, and trustworthy and supportive people. But it could also be pets. My little dog Bailey is always around me. It could be activity. Yes. And it could also be locations. We all have these locations that just make us feel good. So when yes. I'm talking about the super deluxe delight, I'm talking about the super powerful, super power group of people with the highest quality members for what you need right now in your life. Um, mm -hmm. Or I need this for my career. And you know, when I think about some other area in my life, who am I surrounding myself with? You know, whether you're thinking out in the community, who are you surrounding yourself with? And one, one piece that we talk about in the Shift Cafe, we talked just briefly about swans. They flock together for nourishment and protection. And the nourishment piece is what I'm really talking about with the super deluxe delight. You know, how are you, you know, how, how are you, what people do you have around you? Mm -hmm. What are they offering to you? What do you need you're not getting? Um, who can you find or what can you find inspiration from? Something you talk about is at different stages in your life, different people are on your super deluxe team. Tell us more about that. Okay, so I, when I started my business um, about 11 years ago and quickly realized that there's so much that I don't know. So what I started thinking about was, 
okay, so who, who do I know that knows the technology? Or how can I find somebody that really knows the technology I want to use? You know, who do I know that has the background? I think of one of my crew members, Marilyn. She has a degree in mathematics, but mm-hmm. she also has a degree in leadership. And she has been a plant manager for a global manufacturing organization. Yeah, so I thought about what she could bring and what I needed. I also thought about who is someone that if I'm putting things together that I can um, use, that, that, that I can talk to, to make sure that all of the grammar and all of the punctuation and all of the words are correct. So again, you know, in thinking through, that was what I needed at that time. When I think about when my son was was little, you know, what mm-hmm. I really needed then was was you know was women that had already been through this and you know their children were older to tell me it's going to be okay. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, someone that could say, Cindy, I you know I, I noticed you're doing it this way, but you know I found the way that for me works better. So it's depending on what's going on in your life and what part of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, is really when you know when I when I talk about having crews at different different levels for different times in your life. You did the same thing with your book too. Oh yes, absolutely. This took a village, an absolute village. My editor and publisher, I had met several years ago in a virtual mastermind group, and she's mm-hmm. an English Karen. So you know what she brought was amazing. The illustrator she picked. And when you look through the book, the illustrations are just absolutely, absolutely. We had someone that's very creative that worked with us. She actually went through the first time, the first group. And then we asked her to work with us uh, on the editing team because we needed that creative piece brought in. Um, Mm -hmm. The virtual assistant that I had used for quite a few years and had not had a virtual assistant for the past couple of years. I called mm-hmm. her several months ago to say, Holly, you know, um, you know, are you interested in taking on any clients? Because you're the very best person uh-huh. that I know for this. You know, I referenced some of the coaches that I had had. Mm-hmm. Eric Lohm, you know, he's referenced in the book as far as his approach to many things. Another mm-hmm. person I had referenced, Jane Powers, I'd worked with her as far as identifying your elevator pitch and putting a speech together. You know, in in the book, you know, again, I've always been about helping people step into the power of their potential. And mm-hmm. as we as we worked on as we worked on the book, we decided that we wanted a poem at the end of every chapter. We call them sips at the end of every sip. And so the people that have written the poems have never, ever been published before. Never, ever. So one of the women, you know, she had this dream when she was in the third grade and her teacher told her that she loved her poem. She'd had a dream for uh, about 50 years that she wanted to be published. Well, she, she has four poems in here. Again, it's how do we involve the right people? But also, mm-hmm. how can, you know, I'm not just talking about stepping into the power of your potential and involving the right people. You know, we, we're doing it. 
and you talk about the power of, of your potential, but how does somebody know that they've realized their potential? Well, good question. I think, I, I, for me, and for what we talk about here in the Shift Cafe, is mm -hmm. to begin with, you need to define what does success look like. And many times we think about success, we think about the monetary side, and there's so many other pieces as far as success. And that mm -hmm. definition should be changing and growing as you, as you, you know, as you think through. Um, so I really think it's, you know, when they've gone through and you're in here, we talk about setting their vital vision, mm -hmm. obstacles, yes. and defining success and, and values. And in working through the tools and techni techniques, you know, it really is, you know, helping all of that to align, realizing that we had two teachers work on this. So realizing that, you know, it's written in a language people can understand. And again, mm -hmm. defining success. And I really think a lot of it, I mean, is that, is that feeling? Is that, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's changing your thoughts because we all get caught in these loops from who knows when but these loops that keep telling us we're not enough. And it's mm -hmm. when changing those thoughts, defining what success means, setting, you know, to begin with, I mean, a short-term vision, our vital vision is, you know, we talk about it being for 90 days and then actually achieving that, you know, feeling good about it. We have a sip on mm -hmm. rewards celebration, feeling good about that, um, that positive mm -hmm. feeling. And I think, again, it, it just it just keeps growing. But for many people, you know, to take that first step as far as identifying success, stepping into it and realize they can do this, talk about powerful. And Keith, I know you see that, you know, with your work. Mm -hmm. all so powerful. Yeah. Well, I like what you've got. And you talk about vital vision in your book and you talk about 90 days. Yes. But some things take longer than 90 days. Please connect a 90-day vision with a vital vision with a longer-term vision. Okay. So usually when we think about, you know, setting, when we actually, early on, you know, when we've worked through the book and worked through with groups, people are so used to setting these this big vision. So, you know, eventually I want to be, I want to be president of the company and I want to be doing this. And it is so big that, you know, how do you even start? So every time that we talk to somebody or every time that we work through this, it's always, okay, so if this is where you want to be, what do you want to be in a year? And if this is where you want to be in a year, then let's start thinking for the next, you know, this is a 12-week program, for the next 12 weeks, and this is what we talk about with our vital vision, for the next 12 weeks, you know, let's come up with where do you want to be? So it's, you know, it goes back to this, how do you eat an elephant? You know, one, one little bite at a time. So we get people to, we want them to be successful to begin with. So let's set something that's realistic, that means something to you that you can reach in 12 weeks or, you know, in, in 90 days. So yes. we really, in here, we talk about the vital vision. We, okay, let's set it for 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, you in your book, you talk about vision 
and you talk about achieving a vital vision, but you don't just talk about action, taking action towards realizing the vision. You also talk about generating thoughts and generating feelings. Please tell us more about why you include those things. You know, our thoughts are our thoughts and feelings are with us all the time. And you've mm -hmm. heard me talk about the thoughts with this loop that whatever it is, you know, you're you're not enough, whether it's, you know, old enough, young enough, tall enough, short enough, smart enough, um, pretty enough, just any of these. And we have all of these thoughts that are here. And I mean, we all do. So the first mm -hmm. step we talk about in here is how do you let's work on, first of all, changing these thoughts, um, because with these thoughts going on all the time, you, you know, you're going to feel bad. You're going to feel very badly about yourself. Mm -hmm. And the action isn't going, maybe you can't even take any action because you have all of these thoughts telling you all of this is, um, you know, first of all, how do we stop that? And I know what has worked for me. And that's what I've put in here. You know, what's worked for me, what's worked with, you know, my, my corporate colleagues, what's worked with my making performance matter um, clients. So we talk about, to begin with, when you hear this start, just actually say aloud, Cindy, stop. And we want the name there because we would tell somebody else that, you know, Keith, you know, you were going down some route and, you know, it could be real easy for me to say, Keith, stop. So we know that we have to start working with these, this loop, these thoughts about I'm not yes. enough. We have to start working with getting those stopped. And then what are we going to replace those with? Because yes. not just stopping it, but okay, so if I get this stopped, so Cindy stop, what am I going to think instead? And I know one mm -hmm. thing for me that I use a lot is I don't know how to do this yet. And that really, that just changes so much inside of me. Cindy, stop. You know that you know that's not true. Now, maybe you don't know this yet, and yet implies you can learn. So that's where we have to yes. we have to. We have to we have to get that stopped and replaced with something before we can even take any positive step. That makes sense. Now you talk up in your book about not just it's it's really not a regular book. It's more like an instruction guide. And I know that you've led two groups through your book as a guide. I'm going to use the word guide because I don't know what else to call you, but you've guided two groups through your book. Tell us more about that. That has been absolutely amazing and life-changing for them. So mm -hmm. again, I'm working with Karen and, you know, a year and a half ago, she said, Cindy, you need to pull together a pilot group for where we were mm -hmm. at that and she said, and each week, you know, you figure out how you want to do it. But each week you're going there, you know, you're you and that group are going to work through one of the SIPs. Mm -hmm. So uh, so we did that and got so much wonderful feedback. But it was real yeah. interesting because they knew, yes, that you know, we needed feedback, but because they were enjoying it so much and getting so much from it, we had a hard time getting feedback from them. Uh -huh. because you know, it's like, we can't even think about that. We're, you know, we're talking about this other stuff. So, um, and the way I selected them, you know, I thought through, through who do I know? And, you know, mm -hmm. who, do I, who do I feel like 
is at the point where, you know, just in, just in knowing them and talking with them, they're, they're ready to make some shifts. But also, who do I know that is more open-minded and, you know, could, could think about things differently? So, um, uh, so that's, that, was, that was the first group a year and a half ago, which really mm-hmm. just, you know, redefined so many things that we were doing. And then this year, you thought, okay, so we have this put together. Let's do a beta group. And so I, I so I, so I went with, um, I, you know, I asked the, the the people that had gone through the group before, who would, who do they know, and who would, you know, who would they recommend? So, mm-hmm. wow, I mean, it was just. It was just, you know, they, you know, they started realizing these old feelings, these thoughts and mm-hmm. feelings had to shift um, because we had guiding principles to begin with, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, how, how, how we work through in this group, people that, you know, the women became very open. I mean, the first, the first meeting, both times, I was just in wow, because the things I mean, they never met each other, but the things mm-hmm. that, you know, they, they felt willing to discuss um, and willing to offer. Um, and, um, you know, I've seen so many, so many wonderful shifts with them. And even long term, mm-hmm. we have we have two people now that are considering becoming active in politics. That wasn't even in their mind. Really? Yes. Yes. And for one one of the ladies. She was talking last year about, okay, so I'm thinking about being active in politics, but, you know, I have my two daughters, and how am I going to do that? And one of the other ladies said, take them with you. It was just, mm-hmm. oh, so yes, yeah, so we have, we have two, you know, we have two people that are considering, you know, becoming active in politics. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I, at the end of last year's, there were three women that, you know, obviously I got to know all of them, three women that I talked with and what I looked at was, um, you know, you did every single exercise and mm-hmm. you, you know, I know it was very emotional for you, but, and you were still mm-hmm. supportive of others and, you know, just the way you approached, approach things. So I asked them if they would be interested in going through a train the trainer program so they could mm-hmm. eventually be able to, you know, to facilitate the groups. All three, wow. yes, all three said yes, and what that Excellent. meant was, yeah, what that meant was I had to put together a train the train trainer program real quickly. Um, yes. So they went through, you know, this year's group, you know, leading different sessions. You know, we would talk beforehand, we would talk afterwards, we would talk mm-hmm. about questions. You know, fill out your agenda. That one was amazing, and so then this mm-hmm. year, this year, three more people have said. You know, I was watching what you know what the facilit- other facilitators did, and I want to know more about that. It's just they identify what does success look like. We get them to start thinking. Uh-huh. Okay, if this is your big vision, let's look at twelve weeks. Let's look at obstacles. Make sure everything mm-hmm. aligns with your values. And in fact, I'm now hearing from some of the people that just went through it. They're saying, all mm-hmm. right, I'm, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit higher level and I want to go through all this process again, as far as really, you know, yeah, which, which is pretty amazing. 
people that think differently, which is exactly mm-hmm. what I love. So yes, this has been phenomenal. And to show you how much they love it, it happened last time and it happened again this time at week 10 or 11. What I started hearing was, you can abandon us now. We have to keep uh-huh. meeting. Um, so last <laughs> year's group, the last year's group, we were finished in May and we kept uh-huh. meeting. Now, this year's group, I kept thinking, I, I know they're going to say this. And sure enough, it's Cindy, we love this so much. And we love, you know, we love having this group of people. And, you know, mm-hmm. we need feedback and the feed forward from everyone. Can we keep meeting? You know, what I do with that then is I proceed to say, all right, so Susan, let's say, you know, you you mentioned this in some of our conversations. Is this something that you would like to to lead a discussion on. So again, trying to, you know, helping them work at a higher yes. level, a safe group. They know everybody, you know, mm-hmm. things don't work out exactly like they think they're supposed to. That's fine. So again, helping them again, step into the power of their potential is, is really what it is. Seeing the changes, hearing about the changes, you know, many times it's, it's relationships, friends, family, and for them to know they, they didn't like this, but how do I take mm-hmm. these steps? Now, your, like, your first two groups, were they all women? They were women. And let me tell you why I did that. I, I feel like that many times women are a little bit more, I think it's easier sometimes for women to say, yes, something here really needs to change. And mm-hmm. to be able to take that step. So they were women. Because, again, you know, I'm thinking, you know, we need this feedback. We need people Mm -hmm. that are going to be open. We have somebody in another country who wrote several of the poems in here. Once he saw the book, he absolutely loved it. And he's in the process now of talking to many different people as far as how wonderful this book is. I have a Zoom call scheduled with him next week because I want to start talking to him about what he'd be interested in being in one of the groups. So as you look to the future, you're looking at women and men in your groups. Yes. Yes. But like I said, women, you know, women a lot of times are, you know, it's easier for them. It's just easier for them to say, yeah, I really, I had these dreams and now what happened? So one of the ladies who contributed four poems, very creative. We asked her to be on the editing team. Mm -hmm. When she was in the second or third grade, she wrote a poem and her teacher loved it. And at that time, she decided, I want to be published. That had been there forever. She's reached one of her many dreams here. She's been published. Awesome. It is. Now, there's somebody listening to this conversation and they resonate with this message. Cindy, how can they stay connected with you? My website is cindyallenstuckey.com. I have a Facebook page, The Shift Cafe with Cindy. I have my LinkedIn profile out there. Email either at cindy at cindyallenstuckey.com or cindy at makingperformancematter.com. So there's several ways. Um, go to Amazon. My book is out there yeah. on Amazon in paperback and also on Kindle. Go out there and so many and ways. I must, 
I must confess, I've, I bought your book and I've read it. And I'm really intrigued by your book. It's a great book. And Amazon, search for it and you can buy the book or you can download the, the um, Amazon. And I can picture there's somebody on board that wants to learn from you. And number one, they can buy your book and read your book is yes. one way to learn from you. But let's talk about somebody who maybe is interested in learning more. You know, they can contact me. I'm going to be running um, minimum of four groups a year. The mm -hmm. trainers, um, you know, we're working on the licensing agreement there. The trainers will eventually be running their own groups. So reach out to me if the group isn't right for them. I do private coaching and can take them through, you know, all of these mm -hmm. steps one on one. I think I really feel like if you're going to be working with someone, though, being in a group is you get so much from. But for some people, that's not yes. where they are. Yeah. Right. And it's possible somebody listening might be interested in becoming a trainer for the Shift Cafe. Well, would you very, guide them differently? The very first step that before you can become a trainer, you have to go through the um, the twelve week program first. Yes. That, you know, so go through that, and again, reach out to me. Do you have benevolent call to action that you want to invite listeners to take? Yes, I do. You can go out if you go out to Amazon. You can download a, a, for free a sample from Kindle, and it's the first sip, the first chapter, um, and uh -huh. a little bit into the second one, and that would get, that would help people, you know, your listeners figure out more about what it's like. Excellent. Thank you so much, Cindy, for being a guest on Embers and Wind. Thank you for asking me. This is exciting. And thank you for joining us this week on Embers and Wind. We look forward to seeing you again soon. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Embers and Wind. If you enjoyed today, please come back next week. Please also share this episode with a friend. If you've not already subscribed to Embers and Wind, rated this podcast, and written a review, please do this now. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at embersandwind.net. Thank you again for joining us.